Welcome to the Pangeva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Pangeva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for the first day of June. A potential withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accords by the US has led importers of wind and solar power equipment, including Siemens, to accelerate their imports. Also, the Vietnam-US summit didn't yield New Deal talks, and we examined the performance of Mexican ports in April. Let's kick off with policy, but for a change, focusing on energy. President Donald Trump will announce a decision on whether to keep the US in the Paris Climate Accords today. If the president chooses to withdraw, then presumably changes to domestic energy policy, including renewable energy policy, will follow. Importers of renewable energy equipment appear to be anticipating a cancellation of the existing support mechanisms. Imports of solar energy equipment in May were their highest since November, our data shows, though they're still down by nearly a third on a year earlier. Wind equipment shipments, meanwhile, more than doubled versus November's level, after growing by nearly 80% versus last May. The slower installation process for wind turbines, led by importers including Siemens, may mean a rapid turnaround to reductions once a decision has been made. Staying with trade policy, talks between Prime Minister Phuc of Vietnam and President Trump of the US did not yield firm plans for a new trade deal. Further discussions may centre around the 10-year-old trade and investment framework given the US has withdrawn from the TPP deal that Vietnam is a part of. Vietnamese exports to the US have accelerated and are dominated by apparel, phones and renewable energy equipment, our analysis of their top 200 export lines shows. That's resulted in a trade surplus versus the US of over $30 billion. If Vietnam doesn't show progress on buying more US products as an offset to that surplus, it may fall victim to the conclusions of the US omnibus report on the causes of the deficit, which is due on June 29th. Looking ahead now, the timing of finishing NAFTA renegotiations is being debated even before they've begun. US Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross sees a window for talks running through early January, he said, while Mexico's economics minister, Ildefonso Guajardo, sees mid-December as a deadline. Both make sense in the context of the US needing to provide 180 days notice on legal changes to Congress before signing. Additionally, fast-track authority under the TPA lapses on July 1st. The Mexican government also needs to sign a deal before July's elections. Together, these may give Canada the whip hand as the 138-day window for talks comes to a close at the end of the year. Canada doesn't have elections until October 2019. However, it can't overplay its hand in case the US decides to withdraw from NAFTA and instead pursue a bilateral deal with Mexico. Moving on now to economics, South Korean exports climbed by more than 10% in May, but were outpaced by a near 20% surge in imports, which were higher than economists' expectations. As a result, the trade surplus fell to its lowest for the month of May since 2014. Exports to the US specifically dropped by nearly 10% on a year earlier. As a consequence, the trade surplus versus the US on a 12-month trailing total basis is now more than 30% below its peak and at its lowest level since June of 2013. That's an important data point as the US is reviewing the Corus trade deal between the two countries, 
and it comes after concerns expressed by President Donald Trump about the increase in the South Korean surplus. There may be a slowing to come in South Korea's global exports. Semiconductors accounted for more than 60% of the growth in May, but could slow given weaker import expectations from Chinese managers that I talked about yesterday, while consumer goods shipments are already slowing. Shifting gears now, we've got two reports out on logistics today. Firstly, our monthly review of shipping rates found a significant divergence in May. Container rates for shipments out of China generally increased by 3%, but those specifically out of Shanghai fell by more than 5% due to earlier congestion-inspired gains unwinding. Trans-Pacific routes increased modestly, though earlier declines mean that China-US rates are now 10% lower for the second quarter on average versus the first quarter. The carriers aren't hanging about though. Hapag Lloyd, CMACGM and Maersk have already implemented rate increases that take effect in June. Bulk shipping rates saw a significant drop, with a more than 20% slide the result of an earlier Panamax capacity shortage being corrected. Fundamentally though, bulk shippers including DS Norden remain optimistic about the rest of the year. Secondly, Mexico's ports increased their container handling by more than 10% on a year earlier in April. That was the 10th straight increase and was driven by a near one-fifth growth in Gulf Coast port volumes. Veracruz, which is the largest Gulf Coast port, saw a 60% jump in its exports, driven by increased steel pipe shipments from Teneris, as well as automotive shipments by Volkswagen. Tampico, the smaller port that's also on the Gulf, jumped to the fourth busiest port position after its imports rose by more than 300% on a year earlier. Steel shipments from the US, including from ArcelorMittal and Utakumpu, were behind that increase. Finally, we've got a short piece out looking at the tobacco trade, and it doesn't make for happy reading. Tobacco remains a major component of global trade, despite the health risks to economic development that were highlighted by the WTO yesterday. US exports of tobacco and its related products increased by 9% in March, our data shows, and hit their highest level since at least 2009. Shipments of unprocessed tobacco were the main driver, with half of shipments going to China in March. Longer term, exports are in decline, falling by 2% in the 12 months to March 31st for all products. Within that though, exports of cigarettes specifically increased by a fifth. Notably, the US runs a total tobacco surplus that was worth $116 million in the past 12 months. That came despite an 11% increase in imports, which was led by cigars from the Dominican Republic. You'll be able to access that report later today by following us on Twitter via at Pangeva. If you want to learn more about our research, just head over to our website at pangeva.com. Thanks very much for listening.